Wales back to winning ways. Tickets go on sale for the Women's Six Nations. Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Plenty of Wales women coming up and also a comparison between academies and universities. After England coach Eddie Jones said you just need to look in the bar at Cardiff Metropolitan University to find some players as he has done. But we'll start with Wales bouncing back in victory over Scotland at the Principality Stadium and starting to look forward to facing England. Osprey's flanker Jack Morgan won his first cap in the victory. You know, it was amazing being the first cap in the, in the Principality and, and having all, all, all my family there. It was, uh, it was a great honour and everyone was proud and, and just, just the feeling, you know, driving down Westgate Street and everyone uh, cheering on the side and, and the banging. It was uh, just an amazing feeling and... And to top it off with a win as well was uh, was brilliant. Yeah, you topped it off with a uh, win, Jack. Uh, lifting that Doddy Weir Cup, that's uh, proof that the whole squad really taken to you and clearly fitted in well. Is that fair to say? Yeah, you know the the boys are brilliant. You know that you, you know a lot. You played with a lot, and yeah, the boys are brilliant. It's just a, it's a great camp here. You know, everyone everyone gets on. It's it's, it's a good laugh, and it's just a great atmosphere. You know, so it's uh, brilliant. Yeah. And to lift that, and uh, it was good. It was really good. Yeah, absolutely. On the field, what was it like? People who win their first caps often say it's just a, a little bit faster, a bit more physical. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it was exactly that. You know, all the collisions, carries, the clean outs, everything was a lot, lot more physical. You know, quicker to everything. The pace of the game was quicker, so it was a good experience. And uh, yeah, it was exactly it was exactly that. And looking forward now to to hopefully maybe having an, uh, another one and, and we'll see how it goes. What would it mean to you if given the opportunity to run out at Twickenham against England? It's a, it's a match the supporters definitely are looking forward to. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's, it's, it's always been a dream since since young playing, playing for Wales and playing for your country and it was a great honour and growing up always watching the games, you know, England's probably one of the most, one of the biggest games and with a rivalry between the two countries over the years. So, um, yeah, It'd be brilliant to be able to run out, but we've got two weeks of training and just see how it goes and uh, take it day by day. A bit of confidence in the squad after the win as well. Uh, that was so important. Um, going there with some confidence a week on, on Saturday? Yeah, you know, the boys were disappointed after the after the first game, but we had plenty of work on and it was a good win against, against Scotland uh, after working on a couple of bits. And, you know, there's still a lot of work on. We're still working on a lot of things. So it's an exciting to see how, how it goes next week. Talk about what that move from the Scarlets to the Ospreys was like. Do you feel that it's justified? And when you were being left out of the squads, were you getting a bit worried about it all? No, no, not really, you know. It was, uh, it was obviously a jump going from uh, Scars to the Ospreys, but uh, the boys in the Ospreys have been brilliant and welcoming, and so the coaches and and you know I've just I really enjoyed my time there and loving it there. So it's uh, it's brilliant, you know. It's uh, just good atmosphere there, and you know we've had a good couple of results uh, uh, with the Ospreys this season. We've had a we've had a few good results, so yeah, it's all good and it's a, it's a good camp there. So you had to sing your first anthem last week. Uh, I would like to know how does it feel. To hear the crowd, because you had the opportunity to to hear it from your own crowd. What kind of emotions did that give you? Oof, it's, it's hard to explain the emotion uh, singing the anthem. There's probably just there's loads of emotions. You know, obviously, happy and proud being out there and singing the anthem, especially in front of a home crowd. I was nervous. The nerves are terrible whilst, uh, whilst singing it. And uh, being your home anthem and, and being a Welsh speaker, I, uh, I nearly forgot the words halfway through with the... Uh, 
with everyone being so loud. But no, it was it was brilliant, you know, the feeling and just definitely just just the nerves and everything. I could uh, I could see my mother in the uh, in the stand because they were in, in the front, so it was, uh, that helped a little bit just to cool down a little bit. While Morgan's still in the Wales camp, of course, the England-based players, such as centre Nick Tompkins, go back to their clubs for this fallow week. He's glad to be doing that, though, on the back of a victory. After the Ireland game, we had to have a long look at ourselves and um, we were real pretty disappointed. I mean, a lot of pride there and wanted to give an answer for us and for everyone out there and a lot of writing us off. So I'm just proud the boys put in a, a shift in defence and we fronted up a bit and, and our attack was a bit better. So we missed a lot of chances against Ireland, which was frustrating because we actually, the good thing is we created them. We just didn't finish them off his back. So a good improvement all round, but we can go so much better and so much higher. So if we just keep steadily improving and when it comes to England, we'll, we'll hopefully be uh, hitting the right strides. There's been a, a lot of talk about physicality. Is that something you've been um, working on personally yourself as well? I mean, it's not just the, the forwards that need to be physical. You, you look to be uh, comfortable in the, the hurly-burly as well. Oh, yeah. Well, I've got to have a night. I'm a money somehow, especially if the forwards are put on the line. So, look, I have to be. And um, it's one of those things. I mean, I'm fairly comfortable now because I've been here a couple of campaigns now. And it's one of those where I need to step up. I need that as a 12, I need to be physical and that's one of my things and I want to I want to show the coaching staff, the players. So yeah, it's definitely one of the things, it's all round, you need to be physical to win this, you need to be physical to win this tournament. So, but uh, for me personally, uh, 100%, because it, it was a work on and I think I think there was a couple of people out there saying that my defence was needed to be worked on. So I'm hoping to uh, prove them wrong or just prove them that I'm, I mean, I'm the defender that I know I can be. Back to, to Saracens, be rubbing shoulders with a few of the England boys. Uh, how's the banter going to be over the next uh, week? Uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll stay clear of that. I, I'll, uh, I'll give him any chat I can, but um, I'll keep my cards close to my chest. I don't want to give too much away. Do you find yourself called on to, to chip in a, a little bit more on the, uh, the preparation for an England game? <laughs> um, no more so than, than anyone else. And I think if I have a point, I'll make it. But... Obviously, I know how personal it is in terms of the history of, of, of the rivalry and stuff. And I love that, to be fair. But for me, I work better if, I mean, I need to be level-headed, aggressive, but I don't want to get too involved in the, that emotional side because I feel like it's, it can sometimes, you know, waste some energy sometimes. I'll definitely enjoy playing some of the Saris boys. Hopefully they're playing. So I'll, we definitely wanted to give, give them a couple, but um, uh, it's not something that, you know, I derive my energy massively from. Without Farrell, they've been looking for answers and might have Tuilangi back in the mix. Who do you expect to be lining up against? Well, firstly, it just shows, I think it just shows how good Farrell is. And I'm not just saying that because he's my teammate, but genuinely, he leaves a massive hole. So they're going to fill it. Manu Tuilangi is not a bad replacement. I don't know what they're going to be, but I mean, either way, they're going to be, if it's Tuilangi, Slade, they're going to be good and they're going to be need to be stopped. So... Hopefully we can do that um, and we'll see really. It's just one of those. You just wait and see what they're going to pick and then you can see what you can pick out from the weaknesses and the strengths and, and plan accordingly, I suppose. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Now to the Women's Six Nations with tickets going on sale this week. 
with the matches starting at the beginning of April. If Wales, with their new professional and semi-professional contracts, are going to do well, then of course it'll depend on star players such as Jazz Joyce, who we heard from last week. But also, it'll depend on the forwards, such as Gwenthian Pearce. She's got one of the 12 professional contracts, which has brought a huge reduction in the hours spent on the road each week between the family farm in North Wales, playing for sale and Wales training. I was traveling quite a bit, but I think it was about two days worth of traveling in the car. So it was quite a bit of traveling. But now because I've moved down to Cardiff, there's a lot less traveling. So it's better on the body. Yeah, like 40 odd hours in the car. Yes, clearly not great on the body, but not necessarily great on the mind, really. No, um, you didn't get time to rest, really, because obviously when you're driving, your mind just keeps going because you have to concentrate all the time. So no, um, now it's much better because I travel 25 minutes to training. So um, yeah, it's much better on the mind as well and the body. How are you enjoying the experience of being full-time athletes? Oh, I love it. <laughs> no, I enjoy it. And the girls are amazing and the coaches and everything. It's so nice to be in training and actually getting time to do skills and to do everything correctly. Can I just ask you then about how you got into rugby initially? Is is it right, you know, playing with your brothers and sisters on, on the family farm, is it? Is that how you started? Yeah, so my family's always been into rugby. Like from a young age, everyone's started rugby in the local club, Nantes Conway. But I didn't want to play with the boys, so I didn't. So when yeah they made the under-18s women's team, I thought, oh, I'll give it a go. And then, yeah, I started from there, really. At home, it's quite a physical, like famine is physical, and you just take that into rugby. So I think like a lot of farmers, they go and play rugby because you can take your mind off the famine. But I think it goes well together. You're a very renowned sheepdog trainer, aren't you? That's that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I suppose you won't be getting to do very much of that very often. And, and will you miss that? No. So, yeah, I miss the dogs a lot and the training them and childing. So I've had to sell my young dogs because obviously I don't have time because I'm down in Cardiff. But I've kept my childing bitch. She's five years old. She's at home with my dad. So... So I've had to sell my young ones because um, my dad doesn't have time for my dogs and his. So I was quite gutted. Still playing up in sale at the moment. Are you? Is that the long-term plan? Because it seems like you've given up travelling south all the time so now you're travelling north all the time. Yeah, so at the moment I'm still travelling up to sale. I'm not sure what to do because obviously our um, Welsh contract is only a year contract. But at the moment, staying in sale and I'm only training with sale once a week at the moment. So that's not too bad, but we'll see. I haven't got any plans at the moment. And just lastly, we were talking to Jazz. She's been professional most of the last five, six years, one way or another, or certainly for a lot of it. So we sort of expect to see her improve a bit, but we know how good she is. For someone like you, and you need a bedrock, you need the platform up front. Maybe that's where we're really going to see the Wales team improve. Yeah, hopefully. Like, I think we're going to improve, but I don't think it's going to, like, improve overnight. 
certainly like our fitness and everything starting to get better now and I think our first half's usually quite good in there with our fitness but I think we're lacking in the second half with these professional contracts we'll improve our fitness and skills and everything so hopefully in the future it'll get better. You think of Jazz as the superstar of the Wales rugby team but you look at the England rugby team it's it's the props they're the they're the superstars they're the ones getting all the attention that's how it should be isn't it? (laughs) Yeah well usually the backs get all the um, yeah but hopefully hopefully um, in the Six Nations and World Cup you'll get to see more of the forwards. There's an interesting name in the retainer contracts as well, 18-year-old Cecilia Tupolotto. She spoke to Liz Jones. Cecilia just received a retainer contract with Wales Women. How does that feel? It's amazing, especially my age and everything and how I started. Such an amazing feeling to get it and um, to be where I am right now. So, yeah. Just to confirm, how old are you? 18. (laughs) Yeah. And when did you start playing rugby? Uh, two years ago, in college, properly. But rugby's always been a big thing in my family. Growing up, but always playing like touch or like just passing the ball around with my brothers and cousins at home. But um, I didn't start properly until I got into college. So yeah, 16 is when I started. And that was a girls' team at, was it Hereford? Yes, yeah, so I started for the Hereford... Rugby Academy for the sixth form. Ever since then, I've just been going up. And then, was Lisa Burgess involved in taking you to Gloucester Hartbury? Yeah, she was. She got in contact with my uncle for me to come to training in Gloucester. That's how I ended up playing for Gloucester now, so yeah. Thanks to Lisa, in, in a way. Yeah, thanks, Verdi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Lisa. She's had a big role um, on a lot of players so she's continued to have that role now and she coached you as well yeah she coached me before her move um she coached us in gloucester and she's just there quite incredible as you say that being rapid since uh, picking up first a ball well competitively two years ago how are you settling in obviously you were in you've been in a few camps you were involved a little bit last season as well so just how are you finding it all at first it was very like nerve-wracking, I was very nervous, but the girls are very welcoming, so I just feel at home whenever I come. You're managing to fit in the training around your university? Um, yeah, so the uni supports what I'm doing right now. Whenever I find time to try and catch up, that's when I'll catch up on my uni work, but they'll support me all the way. And what are you doing at uni? Currently studying psychology at the University of Gloucestershire. Can you tell me a little bit about that rugby background, dad, yeah, and call your cousins, etc. How much of an impact have they had on you? So yeah, like you said, my dad played. I played for Tonga and then came here, played for Newport, and then I also have a cousin that's playing right now. He plays for Scarlet, like Carwin. They have a big impact. Like watching them play, watching what they do inspires me to be like them or even be better than what they can do. It just pushes me to work harder to get where I want. What do you want? What are your ambitions? Hopefully first cap, either Six Nations or this World Cup year, so hopefully then. <laughs> How much would that mean for not only yourself but for your whole family to get that first cap? 
I don't think words can explain how much it would mean. Everyone would be happy, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Another player to get a retainer contract is Kaylee Powell. She too spoke to Liz Jones. So congratulations on receiving a retainer contract and joining the nine that have already been announced and, and the 12 full-time players. How does that feel? Yeah, it feels amazing to finally get some extra time to put everything into rugby. It's just going to be massive with my development, sending me in the right direction to potentially get a full-time contract one day because obviously that's still a dream and always will be and I'll work to get that. And what does this mean for you? Have you been able to change your, your work? You obviously work for Ospreys in the community. How is it going to pan out for you? Yeah, the Ospreys in the community have been awesome, to be fair. During my whole rugby career, really, they've supported me. So they're going to continue to support me with dropping a few days in work just to be as flexible as possible for me to fit in the, the rugby side of things. It's been quite a journey for you considering the last year and injuries and coming back and now to get this, you know, is that quite emotional? Has it sunk in? Yeah, no, it probably hasn't sunk in yet. Obviously, first day of camp today and I guess it probably won't sink in until things start to get a bit more serious with the sensations and stuff. Yeah, like the journey's been tough to get you, but it's one I've kind of enjoyed in a weird way. Um, like the challenge of obviously having to work so hard to get back from all the injuries and then the challenge then of I obviously missed out on the first announcement with the contracts and stuff but camp last week just knowing I had to come in and, and do a job and play well and train well and I'm like chuffed that I managed to do that and obviously show the coaches that I've got something about me um, and hopefully to see where this that goes and where I can take it. What are your aims now and your targets? One of them is definitely getting back to match fitness. Obviously, being out for so long, like we spoke about, it's just getting back to being fit and then just developing my skill set across the pitch, across all skills like tackling, kicking, cash pass, everything, just continue to keep developing and getting better. And can you tell me briefly about your rugby background, like where you started playing and when? So I started playing for um, Clancherson Primary School when I was about eight or nine and then decided to join the local club, which is Lantris and RFC. From there, I played there for the boys for the mixed rugby until I was 12. And then obviously I had to find a, a girls team, so played for Pencoid Phoenix then. While I was there, I got picked up for the Ospreys 18s, played there for three years, I believe. And then during that time, got selected for the under-18 sevens and then obviously into the senior environment then with youth Commonwealth Games, senior Commonwealth Games, and then obviously get my first cap against Ireland in 2019 work for Ospreys in the community. What do you say to girls that you encounter in your in your work or are looking up to you? Yeah, like I just say keep going, keep working. Like at a young age it can be tough sometimes not not knowing and I guess being a male dominant sport, it's great to obviously see all the contracts coming out now to show girls that it is possible to have what the men has with a full time job. So I wish I had the opportunities that they have now. So literally just take every opportunity you have to play whether that's rugby or just sports in general, just get involved and see what works for you and see where you can go. Big smile on your face today. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Finally, England coach Eddie Jones certainly shone the light on the Welsh University rugby system before the Six Nations when he said that if you're looking for good players, just go to the bar at Cardiff Metropolitan. He's picked back rowers Alex Dombrant and Tom Pearson along with centre Luke Northmore, all of whom have recently left Cardiff Met. It's a different route for players to the academy route. So this week there was a chance to speak to a couple of current students at Cardiff Met who also have rugby academy experience to compare and contrast. My name's Oliver James, uh, first year student in Cardiff Met. I uh, started here in July with pre-season and I'm just loving Cardiff Met at the minute. Uh, injured at the minute, so I'm not playing, but still heavily involved. 
and I'm just really enjoying myself this first year, so yeah, I'm loving it. And what position? Uh, 15 or winger, but then I, I was uh, from Cardiff myself, so coming here was an easy option for me, because similar style of rugby, I've just kind of found myself within the team, so it's been nice, yeah. Uh, I'm Barney Langton, I'm a third year student, also quite local, grew up in Cowbridge. I feel like these three years I really like developed as a player and as a person as well. Yeah, but yeah, I've really enjoyed it, it's been really good, uh, good pathway to, like, to find what I want to do for my career and stuff, so yeah, it's been really good. How do you find the balance between trying to make rugby something you could do and, yeah. and the university side as well? The balance between when you train and when you have to do your work is because you have plenty of time to, to do both. And also you have enough time to focus. If you want to do rugby as a career, you can do that as well alongside your academics. But also if you just want to play rugby in uni and then maybe not play rugby after, you know, play at a lower level and then get into a job after that, there's definitely that opportunity as well. Well, how do you find the balance between playing rugby here and also looking to play rugby elsewhere? I thought coming here, I was very focused on rugby and almost academic, but then I quickly understood that it's not about rugby. But um, obviously my focus now is to play a card from there and then hopefully then after my two or three years kick on to hopefully sign somewhere else, either in Wales or across the bridge maybe, and then hopefully professional, hopefully. So that's the aim of the goal. But first I've got to sort my knee out and focus on recovery because I can't obviously get ahead of schedule. So that's the aim. Have you got any particular clubs, any, anywhere you're looking in particular? So I used to be linked with the Cardiff Blues for two to three years, but then I kind of dismissed off them. And then I decided to come to uh, Cardiff Met to follow on my career. Recently I've done a bit of uh, training with the Scarlets in the last two weeks and I got injured last week unfortunately so um, I'll have to see what happens there with the, at the end of the season done a bit with Dragons Academy as well but that's all Dragons uh, said they want a more like more of a link between the uni rugby and them so they're both I think they're both trying to look more into the uni league which is which is a good sign so they're hoping to kind of get a contract at the end of it but we'll see involved with the Scarlets and the Dragons how much does it help you that you were playing Week in, yeah. week out, a good level, be it Bucks, be it Championship. You've got all those opportunities here. Yeah, exactly. It, it does help a lot. It's, it's a good chance for them to see you, especially now all the games are live streamed as well. Every, pretty much every week they're able to come see, watch the games, watch you play. Uh, so yeah, it's helped massively. And you were part of the academy structure. Are you playing more now? When not injured, of course. Yeah, so um, I used to be with the Cardiff Blues, 18s, and then straight into the academy and... We never really played much because it was obviously COVID at the time. It was just a lot of training. And then we went from the academy system into Wales 20 uh, training squad. And then obviously things didn't work out from there. But since coming into Cardiff from there, I've trained way more than I would in the academy and played way more games. So, for example, like in pre-season, the first weeks of being here, we've like played two games, trained five times a week. So like the time on ball or like the time in the gym and stuff, I'd say is massively different from an academy, yeah. And final question to both of you, do you think you've got a better chance of making it in rugby because you're here, because you're playing regularly, than you would have done if you'd stayed in that uh, position where you weren't playing so much? So I feel like the perception is, like if you go to the academy, you obviously kick on to be a pro, but a lot of the academy players don't actually sign pro. But I feel like coming here, a lot of players get picked up faster or get spotted more because of the coverage that, that, that like Bucks is getting now. So I'd say, yeah, coming to a university is... A massive, like a bigger fish pond for players and talent. Yeah, 100%. I'd say it 100%. When I came to uni, I'd done half a block with Blues 18s before coming, and like becoming a pro player wasn't even like an option for me. I think I was one of those players who kind of developed later. So I think university is like the perfect place to come 
if you're not ready at 18 years old, I would, if I didn't come to uni, I'd probably just be playing local rugby somewhere and I would have just settled for that. Whereas now I've come here and kind of excelled here over the last three years and they've really helped and made me realise I, I can actually go all the way. Interesting stuff there. So that's it for this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Plenty of build up to the England game next week, of course. But until then, goodbye. Thank you.